Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Dear You From Me podcast, episode nine. As always, hope you guys have had a fantastic week. I hope you guys are on your way to having a fantastic week. Um, I wanted to say a quick thank you to um, those of you who reached out and kind of shared with me some things that you do to handle some of the voices in your head and what you do to kind of cope with that, to kind of um, further... Uh, investigate what those are telling you, like what that brings up for you. I really appreciate it. And honestly, it's given me good ideas to kind of like try out myself. Um, But yes, super excited to get everything started with this episode. So on that note, let us get started. All right, guys. So today I kind of want to discuss our conflict of interest when it comes to our loyalty and our feelings of obligation. Um, Whether that be to a job, to a relationship, to yourself, or to something that you're dreaming about doing, your goals, your aspirations, your hopes, and stuff along that line. And whenever I say a conflict of interest, I mean whenever you get to the point where you want something so much that it's hurting you, or something that you have that you love so much, that you hold dear, so close to your heart, starts to hurt you or starts to have a negative impact on you that maybe it didn't have before or maybe something that it has been happening but it's been happening so low-key that you haven't really noticed it. For example, um, a few years back I was in a very toxic relationship. Of course I didn't realize that at the beginning because in the beginning it was very nice. It was ideal. It was exciting and new and I really liked this guy um, at the time. He was charming, he was eccentric, he was um, engaging and happy, and he had these big dreams, and he was very charismatic, so he had a very magnetic personality. Toxic people oftentimes do. Narcissistic people oftentimes do. And as the relationship progressed, and the good times became less and less, and his toxic uh, narcissistic tendencies became occurring more and more, um, it started getting to the point where I started uh, distancing myself from friends and family and people within the theater and dance department, which I was a part of during college. And it got to the point where I was very isolated, where my only form of like social contact was basically him. And at this point, I loved him so much, or at least I called that love at the time. And Obviously, it was a very unhealthy kind of love. It was more of a dependency, a codependency, if you will. And he made sure by isolating me that I would have to lean on him for everything, whether that be financial security, whether that be emotional security, like feeling loved, feeling wanted, feeling worthy. And so whenever there was an issue that arose between us, he always blamed it on me. He, We would always sit down, we would go and argue until the wee hours of the morning, and he would berate me and he would always ask why did you do this what could you have done differently what can you do from here on out that will get us back to where we should be because if you wouldn't have done this we would be fine but here we are and whenever you are in or whenever I was in this position I felt like it was my fault I felt like man I I shouldn't have done this this was stupid if I wouldn't have done this and if I did this instead if I just loved him more if I would have just done this if I would have been smarter we would be fine and to most people on the outside of that you know they hear this and they're like what on earth 
But at the time, I didn't have anything else. And that's the thing. Whenever something that you have held at such a high standard or a high pedestal and that you love, quotation marks, you will do whatever to keep that. You'll turn a blind eye to all of these red flags, all of these things that normally, like if it was happening to your friend, you'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Get out of that. Can't you see that that is so toxic? That is so harmful for you. And whenever you're in it, whenever you're submerged and you're the one in that situation, it's very difficult. And that's the problem. Whenever you are in that situation, you make up excuses. You make up, you, you make up excuses and you try to justify that. And whether I was talking to my friends and telling them what happened and then all of a sudden they respond with saying that that is toxic, that is not normal, that is not healthy, that is bad. Like that guy is bad news. You need to get out. I'd be like, no, 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 it's fine. It is, we just had an argument. It's a bad day. I, I can do better. It's fine. Like if I just do this, it'll, he'll be fine. And compromising who I am and compromising what I do and making myself smaller to fit whatever place that he needed me to be in, it wasn't the answer. And the interesting thing is, is that these situations aren't just in relationships. These kinds of situations can also be in a job. Uh, you could have a toxic work environment. And last year, I worked at a, uh, at a restaurant, and this environment was so toxic that I dreaded to come to work every day. But I held out because I made great money there. The money was great. And if I could just look over the management, if I can just grin, like, if I could just grip my teeth and bear it, I would have been there for a very long time. But the thing is, is that oftentimes the person in power whether that be in a relationship, whether that be at a job like your managers, whoever has that power sets the tone, sets the environment, sets the atmosphere, sets the vibe, the mood, everything. And at some point, your body, after even though you've already kind of established a sense of loyalty, the sense of obligation, and the sense of dependency on it, you know, it's just like, you can kind of shrug it off for so long um, where you're like, you know what? It's fine. I can fix this relationship because I, he was great before. He was great in the beginning. He was wonderful. He was so sweet and everything was perfect. If I can just get us back to that, if I can just do something, be enough, if I can just do the right thing, I can get us back there. I can get him back. That guy that I fell in love with, I can get him back. Or if I just do perfectly and not make a single mistake being a human I mean obviously that's not going to happen but if I could not make a mistake at work then the managers won't even look at me they won't even bat their eyes because I'm not making a mistake and if I don't make a mistake I'm not going to get in trouble I'm not going to be get berated I'm not going to get called stupid I'm not going to be talked down to I'm not going to be emotionally and verbally abused at work it's going to be great and I can still make money I can still pay my bills and be fine but Outside of that dependency and loyalty and obligation, you have to kind of get concerned with how that's aligning within you. And whenever I'm saying aligning, it's aligning with who you are as a person, your morals, your ethics, what you believe in, who you are as a person. And then not only that, but does it feel right to you in your gut? That's kind of like when the gut instinct comes in. That's when the intuition comes in. And if it's not aligning with that, then the universe, then life whatever it is, it's going to make you so uncomfortable that it's going 
to force you to change. Whether you want to or not, it's going, something is going to happen down the road where you just can't shrug it off anymore. You're going to realize that you've had enough and that you have to make the choice to leave or to make some kind of change because this isn't working anymore. You can only shrink yourself down so small to fit into this thing that you want so desperately before you outgrow it and you can't deny that anymore. And sometimes it's just like the smallest thing. Like, you know, whenever you've had like a really tough week and you know that you're like, you're just on edge and you're just waiting for that one little thing to just push you over, just the lightest little like blow in the wind maybe. Um, it could be something small, it could be something huge. It can be anything in between. But at a point, whenever you go through things, it's kind of like that quote, grow through what you go through. Whatever you go through, you're growing. These experiences, these situations, you're taking things from it, and you are not going to be the same person leaving as you were coming in, even if it's something very slight. And you may... Different situations, different life experiences causes you different levels of growth. And for something like this, usually there's a lot of growth that happens. First, it kind of tears you down to your very base level, base, like bare bone essentials. And then you have to build yourself back up. And usually, at some point, your survival mode kicks in. And you're just like, this isn't worth it anymore. I'm so tired of feeling awful. I'm so tired of feeling like I'm not respected or I'm not valued or that I am in danger or that this isn't the kind of quality of life that I want to be living. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And then you leave or you make a change. Because no matter how much you want something, how much you love something, how close you hold that thing to your heart, you are going to outgrow that one day. And you can try to resist that change and that growth as much as you want and shrink yourself so you stay capable of fitting into that role that you love or that you thought you loved. But at one point, there's going to be something that happens that forces you to notice, to acknowledge, and to see that you have outgrown this. You've outgrown this chapter, this phase, this whole thing, and... There's nothing wrong with that because life is about the journey and the journey is a thing where you're moving forward, you're changing, you're growing. That's the whole point. And unfortunately, in a situation, at least um, this specific kind of situation, like a toxic relationship or even like a toxic job, just like toxic anything really, sometimes we are so blinded that we overlook a lot of the red flags. We overlook a lot of the um, things that if you were on the outside and seen it happen to somebody else, you'd be like, uh, what? Yeah, you overlook those. And the unfortunate thing is, is that you can hear all of the advice in the world. You can hear your parents, your friends, your uh, mentors, anybody tell you that this isn't good for you and all of this stuff. But I don't know, maybe it's just something within us, like our ego, our pride or something, or our great love and the fact that we are just overlooking everything and we're just like, but daddy, I love him type of mentality. Um, but obviously not like the Little Mermaid because that was that's a completely different vibe. But anyway, um, it doesn't matter in that sense sometimes what the advice you hear is because sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other. And at that point, you don't really have boundaries. You don't have boundaries for what is acceptable to you and what is not because 
the situation that you're in has warped that, whether it be a job, whether it be a relationship, whether it be just a talk with yourself. Because ultimately, no matter the, the advice that you hear, the decision is only yours. The quality of the advice from who it is, what the advice actually is, it doesn't really matter. At least not in this situation, not while you're in it. Because you're blinded by you're blinded from all of the bad things. You're just focusing on the good things and you're just, you know what? I can grip my teeth. I can bear it. I can be fine. I just have to do this. I just have to be better because I'm not enough right now. I have to be better. And whenever you're in this situation, you have to, something usually happens down the road that forces you to realize that you've had enough and that you have to make the choice whether you want to continue living like this and being in this situation and deal with this for who knows how long or you can say goodbye and it will be difficult it will be probably one of the hardest things you ever have to do and that could be because you're weighing what that financial stability or you're debating having to find your identity of who you are again because that person stripped your identity from you because now you're just the bare bones because they knocked you down so far that you don't know who you are without them. And in that sense, you can apply that to many different situations. If it's the job, then it's like you don't know if you're going to be able to make it financially without that job. Sure, I can, you know what, I can handle getting called stupid. I can handle getting berated and belittled and talked down to every single day. I can take that as long as I make, as long as I can make my rent. But can you though? And whenever this realization happens, you're going to second guess a lot of it. So at this point, you have to focus on that alignment. You have to focus on trusting yourself. You're trusting your gut instinct, your intuition, because that's not going to lie to you. There's a reason that your body is feeling this way because you, in subconsciously, you know that it's not a right fit. You know you've outgrown the situation. You know that this is no longer the right fit for you. Even though you're trying to make yourself fit, you're trying to make yourself smaller to the point where you do fit. You're trying to ignore the fact that you know that you deserve better and that you're better than this and you deserve to be cherished, valued, respected, and treated as an equal. So now I'm going to pose a question for you. What are some limiting beliefs that might be holding you back? Did you think about it? You can pause the podcast, take a second and really think about this. Take a second and really do a body scan, do a little brain scan mentally, like you know, with your mind's eye and think about all of the toxic situations that you've been in, that you've overcome, that you've left, that you've left behind and you've grown from. And think about where you were then and how you were, what your self-worth was like to the point that like made you stay. And then what change happened? What was the final straw that said, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like I want better for my life. Like what was that? And then what is preventing you from moving up to the next level now is there anything that's happening within you that is preventing you prohibiting you from making the next step is it the lack of confidence is it the lack of self-worth self-love support um 
the emotional endurance? Are you just kind of worn down from life? That happens very easily. It happens to me all the time, and I just have to take a second. I just have to relax and then do a lot of other things because sometimes just a bubble bath and tea doesn't help everything. It, it puts you on the right foot, but it doesn't help everything all the time, not entirely. But this is a good question to kind of ask yourself, just to kind of see where you are mentally within your headspace. Because a lot of the times, a lot of the toxic and negativity that I notice, I experience is from myself. Like if I see it from other people, I or with other people, I can usually identify it. I can usually be quick to see and quick to spot these um, little red flags. But whenever it's coming from inside of me, it's harder to dispute. Because it's like I mentioned earlier, like whenever you were in that toxic situation, you it didn't really matter about the advice. It didn't matter what other people said because it's your decision. Because you can justify and make loops and talk in circles um, explaining why it's okay for you to stay and all of the things you can do to make it better, um, even though the right decision is to leave. You can make the argument for yourself internally as to why you can stay. And so whenever that toxic and negativity starts swirling within you, it's kind of hard to escape it because it's not something that people can see. It's not something that's necessarily going to affect you externally for a while. It's in the little things that you can experience self-sabotage and a toxic relationship within yourself, a negative relationship within yourself. It's tricky to spot, but sometimes it's not. It can be very subtle. It can be very low key. It can be that little like um, that shady comment or like, have you ever had like a backhanded compliment where you're like, oh, yeah, I saw that. It, it didn't look good on me, but it looks great on you. Like stuff like that. Like your mind can be just ruthless. Your mind can be mean. And whenever it's coming from inside of you, it's, it's harder to um, dispute. It's harder to combat against sometimes. And uh, yesterday, I actually went on a hike with my boyfriend. And um, as you know, you do for things now, you know, you like to take pictures. And so whenever we got to the top of this mountain, like we took some pictures together. And then like along the way, like we snapped a few pictures of each other individually. And whenever we left the hike, we went and got uh, we went and got dinner. And I went ahead and I looked at the pictures that he got of me and he looked at the pictures I got of him and it was all great, well and good. But then I actually looked at the pictures and I was very hypercritical of myself and how I looked, and I tore myself apart. I told myself that I looked gross and disgusting, and then I just started, like, noticing these tiny little things that I just, I hated about the way I looked. And you know how whenever, like, you take a picture or you get, an, or you get a picture taken, you're in a tagged photo or something, and the longer you look at it, the longer you see things pop up that you just fine to be horrible. It was kind of like that. And my boyfriend noticed how like my demeanor changed once I like showed clear disdain for these pictures. And um, he tried to reassure me and all of that stuff. And he was saying like, oh, well, I think you're beautiful. Like, you know, I don't see what you're seeing at all. I think that you look great. You look very fit. You're beautiful. All this stuff. And I, and I instantly, without missing a beat, I told him, like, like, it's okay. You're supposed to tell me that. You're supposed to. You're my boyfriend. You're obligated to tell me that. You're supposed to tell me I'm pretty. You're supposed to tell me I'm beautiful. All of these things. And 
that's kind of the nonchalant way that everybody kind of a lot of people do this and it's a it's a way of shutting down and deflecting compliments and praise and stuff that we may not really consciously think about so Remember earlier in the episode, I mentioned that in toxic relationships, it doesn't matter the advice. It doesn't matter what people are saying. It's in this case, too. And it's not always saying like, oh, well, this is bad. No, it can be, hey, you look great. Or, hey, I love the outfit that you're wearing today. Hey, your makeup looks great. Your hair looks amazing. How on earth did you get it so curly? And your initial, like, with instinct reaction could be to dismiss that because you don't see it and you're like I don't want to draw attention to myself because I think I look ugly or I don't agree and you're afraid that you know that you could be perceived as wanting more compliments or that you're fishing for compliments or that you um are seeking attention or something like that but really you genuinely don't see yourself that way and so as I was journaling last night, I was um, actually using that exact question, the what are some limiting beliefs that might be holding you back? I got that quote and, or that prompt and I started journaling about it and I was writing about uh, the whole picture thing and I was writing about just how I felt about my body, where I was, and I actually came up with a thing that I wanted to try to do. And if you follow me on Instagram, I posted a picture of my boyfriend and I today from that hike and... Um, I wrote, I like that you make me deliriously happy and that we can be silly together. And my reasoning for that is, is that instead of allowing my mind to instinctively go to the negative and go through the bad things and finding fault in everything about myself and tearing myself down, I want to try to flip the script and try to actively think about at least five things that I like about it. And it doesn't even have to be something physical. We don't have to go there yet. We can just start with, I like the way that you made me feel. Or, I like who I am when I'm with you. Or, I love the scenery of this. Like, you know, it doesn't have, you don't have to defeat the dragon just yet. You can start with just walking out of the castle walls. It's still a success. You're still one step closer than you were. With stuff like this, you just have to trust yourself. You have to listen to your gut instinct. You have to listen to your intuition. You have to trust in the alignment and figuring out what that is. It's going to be a lot of trial and error. And it's going to be a lot of self-assessment on where your boundaries are, what you are willing to accept, what you are not accepting, what you are willing to tolerate, what you are willing not to tolerate, and figuring that out and then sticking by those and then making sure that those are upheld. And interestingly enough, you set the tone. You set the standard. You set the bar on how other people treat you. You know, um, back in grade school, Whenever um, the teacher always had like that banner. It's like, I swear, seeing pictures from like uh, throwback nostalgic stuff, I swear we all had the same childhood. We just don't know it. But you know those uh, inspirational like posters or whatever that teachers had on their walls? There was always the one with the golden rule on it. And it was, treat others how you wish to be treated. Well, I'm going to do a flip of the script for you. Treat yourself how you wish you would be treated. 
And it's really cool because you can interchange the word treated. So let's say believe in yourself the way you wish people believed in you or, you know, anything like that, anything along those lines, whatever it is that you feel like you need, do that for yourself because you at the end of the day are going to be the one who is with yourself. You spend more time with yourself than anybody else ever does. So make sure that you're in good company and make sure that you establish those boundaries so you protect yourself, you protect your well-being, your mental well-being, your physical well-being, and make sure that you're identifying those negative spirals, those dark and twisty times. Because once you identify those, I actually, um, one of the tips that I got from one of the listeners that I have, many thanks by the way, I've actually uh, started kind of noticing it. I haven't named any of them yet, but I've noticed some of the different voices, the different things. They're not all the same, though. And what this listener told me was that she names the different voices. Like, for me, I have a voice in my head whenever I see, like, pictures of myself. I automatically start getting hypercritical about my appearance. And that voice is different than how I feel um, whenever I start doubting my worth. Anyway, once you're able to identify those dark and twisty times and maybe kind of even almost identify some of the things that set those off, it's easier to manage and it's easier to kind of like tackle those. And again, baby steps. You're just taking a step outside the castle. You don't have to defeat the dragon just yet. But anyway, that is going to be my time for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for uh, the feedback, for your tips, for everything. I always enjoy uh, talking with you and listening to what you have to say, your experiences, your takeaways, all of it. Um, Please don't be afraid to reach out and say hi. But as always, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I hope you guys have had a fantastic week. But all that aside, have a good week, guys. Until next time.